The Country Underdog Podcast. What's up, you guys? Reed McDonald here. Today I'm chatting with Palmer Anthony, and we get a premiere of his latest single, Letterman, out Friday, October 29th. Let's get started. Welcome, Palmer. Yeah. Uh, how how you doing, man? It's good to get to get this after. We I know we tried a couple times, but just but our schedule's been kind of yeah missing each other. I know we everything's been up and down, left and right, and uh, you've been you've been super busy. Uh, everyone, for those of you who who do not know, Palmer Anthony is a 23 year old singer songwriter out of Fort Worth, Texas. Um, from the stuff that I've I've read about him, uh, you grew up playing baseball, football, and basketball. I mean, I mean, I attempted to at least. You attempted know. to. <laughs> no, yeah. I mean, uh, I think baseball was the one that, that stuck the most. But no, actually, I am officially uh, 24 now. So I'm, you know, wow. growing up, that kind of. I probably have to update that on my website. But uh, <laughs> no, I mean, it's been a it's been a cool year. Um, I I I didn't do music growing up, particularly. Mostly was a sports kid, and then uh, started doing music when I was about 19, 20, and then. Um, just kind of things started picking up this year. I did the bar scene and, and the cover scene in, in Austin, Texas, and and some in Nashville, and just kind of anywhere that would let me play uh, with my band, and, and we just do the cover scene probably about the last three years. And then things kind of just started picking up. Got help with some management and some some booking stuff, and, and just been fortunate enough to hang around some some guys in the Texas scene that have been um, kind of taking us under their wing a little bit, and. Mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, it's just been, been really cool and uh, formative year for us for sure. Yeah, that's awesome. I, I saw that you you have opened up for Josh Abbott Band, Craig Morgan, Hank Williams Jr., and you've worked with uh, producers, who uh, Grammy Award winning producer Jaquar King, who is yeah uh, yeah Jaquir. It's like Jaquir. Like Jaquir. Uh, <laughs> Jaquir. Yeah. Yeah. It, no, that took me a second too. Don't worry. Yeah, he's produced uh, Kings of Leon, uh, Sean Mendez. And then uh, Scott Ferris, who has produced Flatland Calvary and Randall King, have you gotten a chance to open for those guys yet? Yeah, I mean the not Flatland or Randall, uh, but we got to do like we, this year we opened a lot for Colby Cooper mm-hmm. and, uh, and and Pegasus in the Rooftops, who uh, oh, yeah. a band that kind of blew up here in Texas, and and uh, guys like and also new newcomers like Corey Kent, um, Cody Hibbard. Uh, we're actually with Cody Hibbard this Friday night in uh, Justin, Texas, just north of where I live in Fort Worth. Um, okay. so, um, we're, uh, we're kind of just working this text scene as much as we can and, and, um, and, and learning a lot from, from guys like Colby and, and Josh and all those guys, just, they're like, just really talented mm-hmm. and established artists here in Texas and, and, and trying to, you know, catapult ourselves in a sense, but they're with their fan base and that kind of thing. But well, well the crazy thing is that two years ago, whenever we started country iron dog, they were in your same shoes right now, just just like two years ago. So yeah, just got to yeah. keep grinding, keep working, making the right connections, and uh, just building that fan base. And I think that's something that um, is is great about the Texas scene is that these artists they get out there and they y'all do the legwork, y'all 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 build fan base from from the ground up and as y'all start releasing more and more music whereas uh you look you look at more Na- nashville they, they sign to a record label work on an album release a full album and then they throw them out there in these big arenas and uh hope hope that 
their uh, fan base kind of catches on. They kind of pull from these other artists. But um, no, that, that, that's awesome. So uh, I, I, used, I used to play baseball too. Um, is, you went to college at the University of Santa Barbara, California, Santa Barbara, yeah, to yeah. play baseball? UCSB. Yeah, when I was there, they were really good too. Uh, they're like, um, my software went to Omaha and all that kind of stuff. And I always say that I wrote Pine harder than Saul. But, uh, <laughs> it, was uh, it was a great experience. And I'd also, at the same time, being in Santa Barbara, because I was from a really small farming town growing up, and then going out there to that beach like vibe, uh, I think it definitely made me miss home and miss like the country lifestyle. And then in, in that in that turn, I, I kind of was like drawn back to it and drawn back to realize first of all I wasn't going pro on baseball. Mm-hmm. And uh <laughs> I realized that pretty quick. <laughs> but uh and then I was like, well, what else, you know, do I like doing? And I didn't really like my major at the time and and it was just kind of like drawn to creativity and, and songwriting and and just loved country music and and yeah, just picked up a guitar when I was about 18. I, I'd always had a guitar around the house. My dad had one, but I never was like I'm gonna be a guitar. That was never a thing, and uh, I do sometimes realize that like I was a late, I was a late bloomer in that sense because a lot of guys I even like Colby for example like Colby was 18 when his first single came out you know and I was applying to colleges and trying to go to play baseball somewhere like, like so we just you know I was definitely a late start in that sense compared to guys like him or um you know uh, I, I, I don't consider you a, a, a late starter I consider him an early starter I mean <laughs> that's true. That's he, he true. had to grow up super quick right. and and all you're right. that you're right but I mean yeah. I, I feel that when it, uh, when it comes to like baseball I played I went to college out in West Texas I was initially just going to go to Texas Tech um, and then a school offered me a contract to um, I mean a a scholarship, uh, which was north of Texas Tech. And so I was like, hell yeah, best of both worlds. So I went up there, started playing baseball, realized I was like, I ain't going pro. And I, I, I'd met these dudes who had transferred like like three times like to different schools just to play baseball. It's like, dude, you're not going to go pro. Why, why go into that much effort? <laughs> so I made yeah. some friends and started going to a bunch of t- con- country concerts in Lubbock. And uh, that's whenever I started all of this. So that that scene is that lovely. I used to live, I lived love about six months and uh, um, post college, and that scene up there is literally its own beast. Like mm-hmm. uh, this past weekend, I spent some time with uh, Slade Coulter. You know that is he's been on and the podcast we, <laughs> twice. Oh really? Yeah, <laughs> he's he's the man, dude. And and uh, and Clay, his guitar player. Um, those guys are just killing it in that scene that kind of Amarillo Lubbock and even down in Fort Worth um I know they'll be at Mule Barn uh in Justin Texas in like November and I'm gonna go see them but um mm-hmm. it, it is just like a, a weird uh Texas scene the red dirt scene is so like random there's no like Nashville in a sense like there's a bunch of different a bunch of different pockets and how you fit it in those pockets is always yeah, you start in those pockets is always random. You know, I don't think there's like a Nashville has kind of like its sequence of events you do yeah. and move to Nashville, you know, but whereas like, you know, I'm Fort Worth based and there's guys are Houston based, there's guys Lubbock based, there's guys Oklahoma based, you know, and you just kind of it's just so random here. There's no like recipe for success, you know. But, yeah. So um 
I mean, what 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 I'm getting is is you're still you're still trying to fit, figure it out. I mean, the best way to do that right. is is just keep releasing music, keep keep writing songs, keep hanging hanging out with different groups of people, and seeing what starts to stick and and work and just like can work in the future. You know. Yeah. No. And I I think just being a student at all time is like super important. Um, I remember the first time that we opened up for Colby. Um, he just how he like treated his opener was like he like walked in. This is like the guy who has didn't, didn't owe us anything, you know. And he walked into our little green room and was like off his tour bus right before we went on stage and was like, "Hey, just want to say thanks for opening up tonight." Like you know, just like, like a complete class act and and you know, and a guy like Pegasus in the rooftops, the whole band just treated us like equals from the oh. beginning. And and uh, you know, Cody Hibbert too, Corey Kent, those guys were just like. I look at their like path and their career and their, how they treat people. And I'm like, well, that's how, that's how I want to do it. Mm-hmm. You know? so. Oh yeah. I mean, shoot, I, I've hung out backstage with Cody Hibbard, Pecos, Pecos Hurley and, and, and all the boys, Kalen. Um, yeah. There's, there's some good, good dudes. And, um, yeah. I mean, two years ago was pretty much whenever they released this damn song. We were, we were one of yeah. the first to, start talking to them. I mean, we did an interview on them before their song yeah. had even a hundred streams to it. And I love that. And um now it's over like fifty million, something like that. It, it's, it's absurd. It's absurd. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but yeah. the, but to to see to see them grow in every facet from a crappy van to a bigger van to a bigger van breaking down to to get getting a new one. Um uh, it's, it's, not, not they're just bus. grinding, having a good time. Um, they are, and I was with them this past weekend. Actually, uh, I went in there. Uh, they needed a merch person this weekend, and I went and sold merch for them. <laughs> and uh, and they had a they had a no. I mean, like that's what I'm learning too. Like you can't say no to opportunities, or even just like you know, don't be too prideful or don't be too like serious about yourself. Like help your friends out. Like be you know kind to everyone, and like it's gonna go. A long way i'm realizing especially in texas texas is such a like there's there's a lot less competition a lot more support i mm-hmm. think in texas than compared to nashville and and i'm a huge just fan of that like you like i root for guys like slade and you know and and other artists that i've met like jake Stelly, like talented yep. dude root for that guy um carson jeffrey's same and just i root for guys like brother if i'm living in nashville i've not i lived in nashville for three years you know i, I did that thing for a minute and there was a lot more in the competition, you know, and, and that's just, and it's good, it's healthy, but it's like, at the same time, it's, you know, just so hard to find legitimate, like, relationships, I think, you know. It's a little, a little more fake out there. Yeah, it, 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 for lack of better terms, 100%. Right? <laughs> yeah. but. I mean, I, I I completely get it. So, um, what, what really, like, I mean, being in sports and all that kind of stuff, what, influence you to actually pick up the guitar and all that kind of stuff because i mean i got six guitars and i don't really know how to play so, so yeah. i got business degree like this is kind of what i can do at the moment is do yeah. just whatever i can so what influenced you to actually pick up the guitar and start writing stuff like that yeah i mean i always think it's an interesting question because i always there's like my guitar player, uh, his name's Nick, uh, Nick Collins. He, and same my bass player, Brady, like they were just drawn to certain parts about music. Like 
my bass player, Brady, like he just, he started on the bass. Like he loves the bass guitar, you know? And that's what he was drawn to. And, and my guitar player, Nick was loved like loud guitar riffs, you know? And he just wanted to play those things. And I, and that just was never, my instrumentation was actually truly never like my draw to music. Uh, I think playing guitar was like, uh, to write songs like my draw to music was to write songs and to like i would hear like i always remember there's a couple albums that i heard like in college that really stared that came out right as i was like um my freshman year in college it really when i realized i didn't want to do what i was doing and that would be like riser by Dirk bentley um i would say like same trailer different part casey musgraves um and even way before, about five or six years before I was in that freshman year of college, but an album called Mescalito by Ryan Bingham. And I had, I didn't, I didn't find it till my freshman year of college in 2014. So like seven years after it came mm-hmm. out. And, and those albums were like, wait, I was like, you can like sit down and like create songs like that. Like, and that was just like, like, like insane for me, you know? Oh yeah. And so it was, it was, it was guitar was kind of just like, I'm going to learn guitar so I can write songs. It was never like, I want to be a guitar player. Um, So dudes like Sturgill blow my mind because like the shoot, the concept of a concept album, like telling a story through this, these 12 songs. And then I don't know, I don't know if you've like looked into anything deeper, but apparently like he has like five albums, like they all like go in order. Like, the, I have not the, I, like, I, like it's I, birth, like midlife, like death, like 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 coming back to li- life. I don't even know, but I, yeah, I know that. That what's the the third album was a uh, Welcome to Earth or something like that. Yeah, or no, uh, the guide. I don't know what it's called, but the, the third album. I remember being like, the first two albums was like, okay, he's like a new like honky tonk hero in a sense. Mm-hmm. And the third album, I was like, wait, there's something like way deeper to Sergio that I'm like not <laughs> I'm not realizing yet, you know. But um, anyway, yeah, no, yeah, you're right. Like, I just, I love concept stuff. I love mm-hmm. that idea, and, and that's that's something I have. I think in today's day and age, I mean, I'm sure you know, like everyone's just releasing left and right, and it's a little hard to like do the concept stuff. I definitely think once I hopefully establish some kind of fan base that I can do a concept album and, and do several of them. Mm-hmm. But in, in today's day and age, you kind of have to. Unfortunately, I think. Unfortunately. Release, release you know, singles singles oh yeah i know it, it, it's interesting i mean you can, you can kind of go multiple ways you can i'm sure you could do an in-depth like long album but i mean you got to release five different singles leading up to it stuff like that every yeah. week um but I mean, you look look at the new Cody Johnson album. I mean, he released probably, I think, eight singles before the album came out. Yeah, but on the other end of the spectrum, you could look at like uh, Eric Church, Mister Was Understood, where he never told, never released a single single, never told anyone was coming out, and just put it out there. Yeah, and that, and it still garnered, I think, two number ones off that album. Like, you know, I don't know, but he also is like he never he wants. You know, he's he's Eric Church. He doesn't have to worry a lot about like you know, following the rules or anything, but, oh, yeah. you know, us newbies have to. <laughs> I just found like this in-depth article 
on Sturgill Simpson's album. Actually, it's on Reddit. <laughs> it, it, it's, it's, it's just, five, I love. I watch people's minds on Reddit just like explode. Oh, I know. <laughs> the five albums or whatever cover the five stages of mysticism. Step one is awakening. Step two is uh, purgation. <laughs> Metamodern sounds and country music. Uh, yeah. Step three, illumination. Uh, step four, the dark night of the soul. And step five, union with the other. <laughs> I have no clue what, what much, much of that means. but That would be weird. Where does the Cutting Grass albums fit in there? Apparently, the, the, those are just random. Apparently, those are just like, random. hey, I want you can my go, autistic touch. Oh, yeah. You can go watch uh, Grady Smith. I don't know if you watch very much mm. Grady Smith. He no, he, he kind of covers uh, the albums and all that kind of stuff. And Yeah, it's, it's interesting. It's interesting. Oh, that was, you know, it's funny. I've probably watched almost all of his videos, but the one I didn't watch was like, is the end of Sergio Simpson? I didn't watch that one. I, 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 I watched that one. Yeah. I, th- I think that's, that's the one that it's on. Um, Dude, I had one, I had one like DM with Grady Smith. This is my claim to fame with him that uh, <laughs> he like was making a video about like uh, the Texas country scene. And he like posted, like he goes, I follow this chart called the Texas music pickers chart, you know? And at the time I was number like 37 and he like briefly showed it. <laughs> and it was like it, it was like panning out of it and i like screenshot it and i sent it to him i was like hey man appreciate the shout out like, just <laughs> as an absolute joke and he like responded and he's like hey man 37 is my favorite number it was, it was kind of funny <laughs> i was like dude he's cool like um i'm a big fan of his i just love that he thinks critically about it you know like and i, I don't i don't even know if he would like half of my stuff but uh i think that i really appreciate his he like challenges. He just loves songwriting, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I just, I, I, this next song that we have coming out on Friday is like, it's, it, it's not like this Zach Bryan, like deep, you know, catch in the heart kind of songwriting. But, um, I love the, like the classic idea of twisting uh, a line, mm-hmm. you know, or a word and stuff. And, and, I always think like, would Grady Smith like this song? Like, and I, I truly think that he would uh, like this one. But um, that is funny. I do hold myself to like his, not his standard, but like I like always wonder like, this is this is a Grady Smith caliber song, you know? Because um, I do value his opinion a lot. But and I, I think that's awesome. I think it it mm-hmm. it pushes artists to do better, while also, I mean, opening people up to the world of. Hey, what is actual good songwriting? It's not yeah. not just oh hey this sounds good. What's it yeah. what's it saying though? <laughs> and it, and it's arbitrary. Like it changes. Oh, you I know, know, like I'm sure as much as we probably like similar artists will probably disagree on songs. Even even my band, like oh yeah, my my band likes we all like different stuff. You know, mm-hmm. you know I'm a, I'm a I'm a fifties nut. Whereas oh, okay. like my my band like my bass player Barry he loves. He loves '90s, and he just loves like you know Kenny Chesney's. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no better song, like you know the good stuff. I'm like, you know, but well, I know, <laughs> but, I know, I know. I mean, so, hey, it's it's all a fusion. It it, it, it all roots. comes together. Um, but I mean, I I frankly just don't. I mean, I understand how people like the very generic 
songwriting so- songs that sound good that aren't really yeah. saying much always repeating yeah. the same things i understand how people like it but if oh there, there's but, an art to that oh yeah for sure but if like yeah. w- if you go and like watch like grady smith and see how he analyzes like what actual good songwriting is and all this kind of stuff it it, it makes you think like yeah. if you're just an average casual music listener it makes you actually like sit there and interpret stuff and it's funny that the most specific songs oftentimes are the most relatable. Yeah, no, I agree. And I, I, I don't think I'm fans of artists like that. And I, I think whenever I started writing songs, I'd either would try to overcomplicate things or I would try to fit that like radio mold, you know? Yeah. And I just realized there is a balance in between that I think I enjoy the most, you know? And don't be wrong, like, oh, I love like Hardy and like like mm-hmm. all the stuff he does and like there's songs I'm like like his song that came out like WD40 and uh, it was on it was on Hicks tape but it was yeah, like yeah. WD40 or WD and mm-hmm. that's just like a banger like, and I and I love like you know like one beer like I love Hugh Jared and like stuff like that and like those are just bangers you know like and I I enjoy that still you know I I think and Hardy I, is I is the best at at, at at walking that line of I, he kills that he oh kills yeah. that. i mean he, he he releases these bangers but these bangers are well thought out lyrics and deep right. dude my one of my favorite songs of his is a rock it is oh, yeah. super cool i mean dude i i how he spins that word oh, I, I, I know. I, I, no joke man i literally thought about that um i'll say this song and uh i spin just to give like a little idea, I spin the word Letterman three different ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not just about like a Letterman jacket. Uh, this, okay. this new song, and I was listening to, um, I was listening to Hardy when it when it was like when I was writing it, and I, I think I, I, I was telling, I was telling this, but uh, this was like I wrote this song while I was literally living on a couch because I was in between apartments, and for about three weeks, four weeks, I was living on a friend's couch in Austin. And, you know, as a musician, uh, like we don't really do a whole lot Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, you know, maybe Thursday. Uh, so I was just sitting on his couch watching his dog all, all day and just was listening to a lot of music and, and wrote this. I, I just love like nostalgia, you know, um, love a lot of like, you know, guys like, like Ryan Bingham, but like guys like Steve Mokler, you know. Um, guys like J- Jameson Rogers, just uh, and honestly Colby Cooper too, like and just how they have that kind of they have a really good idea for mid tempo like nostalgic feeling stuff, and you know I love writing like fun bangers, mm-hmm. you know, and I would love to have a song like this damn song. Don't get me wrong, but oh, I know. <laughs> you know there's a perfect lane for that nostalgia yeah. stuff that like when this when the seasons start changing, man, like. I feel like people are, you know, they're like, all right, we had our summer anthems. Like, give me they some. Start going to think on, about, they start going know? on cute dates, pumpkin patch dates, all that exactly, kind of stuff. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I'm single as all hell, but I would love to write a song for those couples out there. <laughs> but, but, dude, uh, nostalgia is one of the most powerful tools that a business can use, that a musician can use, and all that kind of stuff. 
Like, why do you think that those songs, I mean, this is another Grady Smith episode. I, I think he called them uh, Franken songs or, or whatever. Yeah. The, the six, they're just name yeah. dropping all these, these songs, which yeah. brings this feeling of nostalgia to people and people love it. So if you can yes. bring some form of nostalgia in the music and in the style of voice and just like, like, it's it, it can it can be a big deal. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it, yeah, and I agree. And I just I, I love that the idea of you know we all we all went to high school. You know we all had mm-hmm. like our first our first love. And there's always there's always one person you think about uh, where you just like that was like your high school person. You know, like and and like and that you obviously at probably my age you probably don't think about it a whole lot anymore. And I don't know about you, but like it it it. Uh, I, I love tapping into that because I know a lot of my audiences, you know, grew up in a small town or grew up in like a, you know, a, a, a setting that had those Friday night lights and had, had mm-hmm. those, you know, um, even if you live in a, a suburb area, like it's a country crowd, you know, and they, and I just, I think that we, we play a lot of shows this year, you know, and like played all over Texas and some in Oklahoma and, and Arkansas and kind of stuff. And just the crowd, yeah, they want to sing the drinking songs, but like I just feel like they resonated too with that feeling of nostalgia for a couple minutes, you know. And that's just that's what I want to tap into right now. So, oh yeah, it's always good to slow it down a little bit. <laughs> you got to get one in there before you bring it back up, dude. Mm. You know. And uh, first time I ever played this song, this Letterman coming out, I played it in front of Corey, uh, Kent, and uh, and Colby Cooper, and that was the first time I'd ever played in front of Corey Kent. And he's one of my favorite songwriters. I think he kills uh, the nostalgia vibes, mm-hmm. you know. Um, I remember Corey was like, I remember I was like super nervous because I'm a big fan of him and his voice is insane. You know, he was on the voice. Like he's, dude can sing, you know. And I was I was like nervous playing for him because I'm a big fan. And I, <laughs> we were in the same, we're same writers round together in Nashville one time. This is like in April. And I played it for him and we got off stage and I was like quiet. And I was like, Okay, is he gonna say anything to me? He goes, "Hey, man, that last song." I was like, "Yes." I said, like, "Yes." I was like, uh, "He's like, I like that letter more." I'm like, "Dude, just want, that's all I needed to hear, man. Thank you." <laughs> and uh, so, you know, but getting respect from those guys was, it, I was like, "Okay, maybe it's a good song, man." You know, if, if they like it. So that's but, that's super cool. That is super cool. So um, I'm gonna ask you like two more questions kind of, kind of funny questions then uh we'll we'll get it we'll, we'll get a preview of of letterman hopefully <laughs> yeah absolutely all right uh who is your dream musician to ca- collaborate with all genre all genre is it dead or alive or, or, or alive? alive let's say, alive. Let's say okay. alive so hopefully like it can happen someday <laughs> okay yeah dang uh Okay, well, I'm gonna say male and female. All right, male, and I'm not. Like, I'm not gonna go ask to say Chris Stapleton. I'm not gonna. Say, I'm not gonna sing next to Chris Stapleton. That's not gonna happen. Uh, <laughs> but I would, I, would, I, would, I would truly say Ryan Bingham is my dream collab uh, on the male side, and um, I would, I would probably say. See, I'm a wild card, uh, but I'm a big fan of a girl named Katie Pruitt. Uh, if you heard of her, Katie Pruitt, I have. Yeah. yeah uh her voice is insane and i love her melodies and i would be honored to sing a song with her so that would be uh 
her, her voice is also very, very good. So I don't know if I, that's smart on my decision, but I, I'm just a big fan of her. So, yeah, those are my two. Ryan Bingham, Katie Pruitt. Yeah. Ryan Bingham and Katie Pruitt. Listen, yeah. hopefully we, we see it happen someday, buddy. Ryan Bingham. Dude, you, 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 I'm, I'm going to spit it out of the universe right now. <laughs> maybe, maybe Ryan Bingham, once he's done with Yellowstone, you gonna you watching the Yellowstone <laughs> premiere coming up? I am counting the seconds, dude. I love that show so <laughs> <laughs> I've seen the whole series twice. Oh, me too. I, I, I watched it cool. all in like, like three days, and then I yeah. made my friend watch it all in three days. <laughs> dude, I'm gonna. I'll send you a picture, man. I was in. I live in, like I said, Fort Worth, about five minutes from the stockyards, and they were shooting the spinoff in the stockyards. Oh yeah, and had this big like white wall up at the end of the street. So like they were shooting the other side of it, and all like the western bars were just like used. And it's not like, dude, that's badass. So uh, I I went down there and took pictures. That's <laughs> a big fan. Of it. You you but heard I, and I, you were like. Grabbed your keys. Let's go. <laughs> I, I, no, I was like, I'm going. I'm like, for sh- absolutely going. Like, but uh, no, I'm like, I'm like almost a nerd about it. I would say, but hey, it's a good thing to yeah. be a nerd about. Um, if you were to date another musician or a celebrity, who would it be? <laughs> oh man, <laughs> I actually dated a musician for a while. Uh, no names. No names. No names. No names. No names. <laughs> but uh, no. Um, if I were to date, see, I'm just not, I learned my lesson. Like, I was just, <laughs> but uh, no, uh, who's my, I was saying that day who my celebrity coach was. Um, oh, dude, you're gonna laugh at this, but uh, you ever heard, you ever seen the movie? Um, it's like Zach Efron and him, Zoe Ale- Couch. Zoe Couch. Or, I was gonna say Alexander Daddario. <laughs> okay, she's amazing too, but uh, <laughs> it's Zach Efron and uh, and uh, crap, what's his name? He's the older actor. It's like Dirty Grandpa. It's not. I don't think it's called Dirty Grandpa. It's she, something like she, that. This like girl back. is in this. Yeah, she's like the redhead in it. And I remember is, is Zoe. Is Zoe? Zoe Dutch. Zoe Zoe D- Dutch. Yeah, Zoe Dutch. Deitch. Dutch. She's from, yeah, she's in like Zach Efron. Zach Efron. Yeah. Oh yeah. Maybe maybe I was just a few ranch waters deep, but that she was like I was like wow that's like that's wife right there. Hey, she's twenty six. Hey, what's up? <laughs> I make phone calls now. <laughs> hey, she, she lives in she lives in uh, L.A. Uh, well, maybe not then. We'll see. <laughs> but, well, I don't yeah. know, know. Wikipedia puts like people's signatures on here. That's weird. Really? That's actually pretty sketch. If like you could get some weird yeah. things from that. Yeah, that that is weird. <laughs> yeah. Anyways. Yeah. Uh, I think that that's it. That's it for all the questions. Uh, <laughs> Palmer Anthony, everybody, thanks for coming on. Really appreciate you, both. Thank you, man. Of course. And here is the premiere of Palmer Anthony's latest single, Letterman, out Friday, October 29th. See your breath with her head on your chest Cutting through a Texas moon It was written in the stars But it wasn't on your arm So you're wondering what to do When her shoulder starts to shiver And her lips starts to quiver And it clicks what you're holding on to 
It's got your name on the back, but you're talking life It could be her someday too Just give her in your letter, man You won't regret it, man You'll be cold for a minute But if you get lost in it You won't find a feeling Better than Watching her smile In your letter, man And time's gone with the flash of the picture on the dash as a tear slips down her face when you talked about forever you pretended that you never lived to see the day of her bags all packed in her dad's hatchback bound for ut today you can't get it out so you wrote it all down the words you want to say just give her the letter You'll sit there and wonder why you held it all summer As she drives away, put it in her hand And watch her smile, reading the letter And you hear that she's back Only one place she could be In the corner of your bar Right next to the dark Sipping sour and whiskey You can't believe what you're watching While she was in Austin She got more than her degree She said she'd come back But she's holding his hand And she looks so happy So if she wants to go you got a letter, man You might regret it, man I know that it hurts But if you loved her You won't find a feeling Better than Watching her smile With a better man Oh, you got a letter, man You heard it here first. That was Palmer Anthony's Letterman out Friday, October 29th. Make sure to follow him on social media and pre-save that bad boys so you get it right when it drops. As always, I'm Reed McDonald. Make sure to keep up with us on social media. Listen to our other podcasts. Give this a like and a share. And check out our Country Underdog Music Awards that we have coming up. Thank you all for listening. The Country Underdog Podcast.